0: Welcome to episode 119 of Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Pudvay. We have a special episode today with former QMJHL enforcer with the 2007 President's Trophy champions, Lewiston Maniacs, Tristan Manson. Tristan went on to have a career in senior hockey and later joined the Royal Canadian Navy playing military hockey. His family is well known in Nova Scotia as his father and both brothers have all played major junior or high-level hockey. Most of all, they are simply good people who give back to their community and are example of hockey diversity coming from a mixed background. We will talk Leafs, Habs, share stories, and talk about the code. This is going to be an interesting episode. Please stay tuned. And before the episode kicks off, I'd like to talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. We're in the thick of a winter storm. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. The trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi if you're a savage. Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. The performance package comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Have you you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is? In fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Might as well use the best tools to do the job. The bundle also comes with Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Crop uh, Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make your balls smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will make your balls look up at you and say thanks. Don't get cold feet this winter. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website uh, from disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code UNFILTERED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code UNFILTERED20. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. Are you in the market? And welcome to a special episode of Habs Unfiltered. I'm joined now by uh, Tristan Manson, the legend of Lewiston.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> welcome to the show, though, Tristan. It's uh, it's nice to finally get you out here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Well, I'm, it's it's nice to ha- it's nice that I can actually see you face to face. Normally, I'm chasing you up the ice. Yeah, <laughs> as you score goals.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't be that but appreciate it mostly anton getting all the goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, just feed him the puck, let him go. Very good, very good. But uh no, it's good. Uh, so I brought you on mostly cuz one, I know you and it's I know it's going to be a good story. My listeners may not know your background, so why don't you just give us a little little taste of what uh what your your time in the juniors was like?
1: Okay. Um it was actually like I started in junior A and very, I wasn't even going to try out. I was going to play junior B with my buddies. And my old man played for Jimbo back in the day and he called me and said, Do you want to go try out and play junior A? I was like, I guess. Might as well get some ice time. I, I didn't play any preseason games. <laughs> he put me in the very last game and I got in a fight with a 20 year old. And he said, Pull me out of the game. He was like, Manson, do you like to fight? And I was like, I guess. And then that weekend they brought me on the trip to Yarmouth for the Early Bird tournament and I made the team from there. And uh, about halfway through that year I got scouted by Shawinigan. They called me up to go they wanted me to come up for a week and just to see how it went. And I went up and I practiced for about a week and be honest I hated it. It was cold. I wasn't I wasn't playing. I was having a blast playing junior A. So I just went, decided to go back home. And then the next year, Anton got drafted out of high school to Schoenigan. And I decided, you know what? I'll go to camp just to get in shape, same thing. And end up leading the team and scoring in preseason and sticking with the team. And yeah, I had a a pretty good year there. But that was my 19-year-old year. year, So I assumed I wasn't going to go back as a 20. So I'm generally allowed three 20-year-olds. And uh another <laughs> just me I got traded to Lewiston very unexpectedly. I uh, I was considering instead of playing my last year 20 junior A, all my friends played junior B for the Bay Ducks. Yeah. So I decided that I was gonna go play there with them because then I'd get next year I could play until I was 21 with my buddies. And literally the day that I made that decision, my dad called me and said I got traded to Lewiston. <laughs> so <laughs> I went down to Lewiston, yeah, I missed all the training camp, I think I played one preseason game, and then, yeah, we had an unbelievable year that year, and went to Memorial Cup.
0: So that year, um, from, uh, from what I remember, and from some of the stories your dad and your brothers have told me, uh, you have become basically the mayor of Lewiston. Yeah. Based, on, based on the popularity of your play and the fact that you would not back down from any fight.
1: Yeah, it was uh, I was popular pretty quick down there. And they brought me in as a fighter, but the year before, I pretty much only fought like middleweight guys. But the one like heavy, like real heavy that I fought was Olivier Legault, who was on Lewis's team the year before. And I did like really well against him. So I think that's what bumped me up to fight all the heavyweights that year. So, there was Kevin Cormez in the league Tim Spencer a bunch of other really tough guys so just started fighting down there and the fans loved it they put a I had a sign behind the penalty box that said Manson's mansion that <laughs> <laughs> down yeah they uh, I loved it down there the fans are amazing
0: so what was it like like it, what was it like to get into that Memorial Cup uh, tournament where was it held
1: as well Vancouver
0: it was in Vancouver. So you got a free trip to Vancouver, go party with the boys.
1: Oh, that was amazing. Um, we, so we swept every series in the playoffs, except for the one game we lost in overtime, the Mooseheads in the second round. So we had like two extra weeks off. So we were practicing, like we kind of, it was our downfall. I feel like we got to the MM Cup, we won the first game, we beat Medicine Hat. And we lost to Vancouver in overtime. And then we lost to Plymouth twice and got put out. But leading up to Memorial Cup, we didn't lose one game if we had a lead going into the third period. Memorial Cup, we lost three games. <sighs> we had a lead going into the third period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you guys chirp uh, David Perron, your teammate, for not scoring enough goals in those games or what?
1: He was a- he was actually one of the few guys that was amazing during that tournament. Like, that's put him on the map made him first rounder I'd say like he had an amazing year he I think he was like a ninth round pick to the queue like yeah. nobody really expected much out of him and then he just dominated the whole year then went to the show the next year like, he played one year junior but yeah he uh he's a great guy last year when they won the cup he flew all the boys that weren't in Quebec up and gave put us in a hotel for a Stanley Cup party <laughs> so like pretty much, I think like 90% of our team was, yeah. was there both our coaches. It was phenomenal.
0: <laughs> it just pro- Which just proves that, you know, hockey teams are basically a family.
1: Exactly. Like he he sent the message out on Facebook and said, you guys are a huge reason of why I'm here. And I want to pay it back some way. So I want all my closest friends. Like it was, I didn't expect it. I, I'm very glad I went, but yeah. did not expect it.
0: Yeah, the the picture the the one picture you have posted on your social media of you with the cup and David it you you seem oddly sober.
1: Yeah, that's probably the last thing I remember. <laughs> so there's another picture after that with our whole team, and they got We, we took their picture last, so he did pictures with everybody first, but he yeah. got the team picture, and he had guys spray it with champagne afterwards. So that's a way different picture. It looks not the same as sober as the first one.
0: <laughs> now, um, just. Uh, just back to your playing. Uh, what was your favorite rink to play in
1: when you were Halifax. playing? Halifax? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, – I didn't get to play here as often as I wanted my first year. I only got to play here once because you play the one time against, when you're in Quebec. Yeah. Then when it came to Halifax – or, sorry, Lewiston, I think we played, like, here five times, and we played in the second round of playoffs, so I loved it. The atmosphere there and the fight to pick a close second – It'd be Quebec City. That place was wicked. The old. Yeah. Yeah. We played, we played Quebec when I was in Schoenigan. The second round of playoffs, they had Radulov, Esposito. They won the Mem Cup that year. They were wicked, but the rink was packed. Like an NHL rink, completely sold out. And I get healthy scraps, so I get to sit in the stands with everybody and feel the atmosphere even more.
0: (laughs) Anton told me a story about how you chirped Patrick O'Dowell once.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is a good one. He, uh, they were doing morning skate and I rink ranking Schwinnigan and we were sitting on the bench. And uh, the night before, I fought Alex Mino, I think his name was. He was their fighter anyway. He wasn't, I beat him pretty good. And he comes over and he just like leans against the boards. And he's like, Manson, like, I thought you'd be bigger. And I looked at, I was like, I thought you'd be better looking. And he just <laughs> looked up. And I was like, man, the boy's like, you just tripped Patrick Law. I was like, I don't even know where that came from, but I went for it.
0: He opened the door, really.
1: Oh, yeah, he came at me first. <laughs> but he was just smiling when he said it. It was pretty cool cool interaction to have with the best goalie ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, most people don't uh... – don't have fun stories about interactions with him recently. So that's always a good one.
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, now we had Terry Ryan on the show last week and yeah. after the show, Terry and I were chatting and he was giving me some stories about you and the senior league up in Newfoundland.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Some were flattering. Some, yeah. <laughs> some may not have been, <laughs> but uh, one story I wanted to ask you about was uh, you and Darren Langdon. He said that yes. that was an epic tilt.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so <laughs> me and him, I've been trying to go at him. For, that was my third year in the league. And me and him never, ever fought. Like, But we always, like, we played each other pretty tough. He had a nephew on the team who was pretty big that I fought all the time. But me and Dare never fought. And it was always, like, he never really gave us a reason to. Like, we, one time, he slashed Marty LaPointe. Oh, okay, yeah. He chased Marty by our bench. So we jumped Darren into our bench and like, we got him pretty good that time. So that was leading up to this whole thing. And finally he fought, he jumped a guy on our team that could like barely skate. I forget his name now. He's listening. I'm sorry, but
0: <laughs> it wasn't me by the way, for my listeners, that wasn't me.
1: <laughs> so this guy got Darren beat him up pretty bad and I was in the room. My skate blade broke. And I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm going to fight him. I'm, oh, I forget his name. Anyway, I'm like, give me your skates. We need these old grafts on. So I put his grafts on. I go, out barely stand up. I don't know if you ever wore grafts, but they're like the ankles are right really soft. They're leathery. I throw them on. I'm like, Darren, we're going. He's like, no, we're not. There's a video on YouTube. Anyway, I'm pushing him. He's like, we're not going. I'm like, man, we're going. Because he knew if he fought, he was gone. It's the second fighter out of the game. Anyway, finally get him to fight me. And it was a really good back and forth. So I got his helmet off pretty quick. And he couldn't get mine off. So I was like, I'm taking my helmet off myself. I don't want... So if I beat this guy, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, his helmet didn't come off. I didn't want any excuses. So I take my own helmet off. Me and him go at it. Probably like 50 seconds. We both go down. We get up. And leading up to this, me and him haven't really talked. we just on the ice, not really like everything was bad, like back and forth. So yeah. we're in the room and there's a curtain in between our dressing rooms. I hear Manson. I'm like, Oh man, like we're going to go in the hallway. He opens the curtain, passed me a beer. He's like, good fight, And so me and him sat there and drank a beer and talk when everybody else is still playing hockey. I was like, this is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> See, that's something people don't seem to understand is that that respect between guys who just punched each other in the face a dozen times over. They, they don't understand like, that code.
1: I I tell people all the time that I likened it, like if your best friend was a goalie on the other team, you're still going to try to score. Yeah, That's how I looked at a hockey fight. Like I, I probably had a couple fights where I like, if somebody greased somebody on my team or somebody did that, where I really wanted to hurt somebody. But for the most part, it was just, to me, I thought it was part of the game. So I told them, like, I would fight a guy on the ice and hang out with him especially in that senior league, like I fought Richard Paul. He's one of my good buddies and we fight each other. We were both hurt and we're in the bar together that night. Everyone's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, man, we're still friends. Like it's not <laughs> us. It's just hockey.
0: It's like brothers who fight. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which brings me to the next question. I mean, yeah. the, the path that got you to where you were, uh, I believe, uh, there was a few stories of some deck, games and hockey games between your brothers because you, you yeah. come from a pretty big family and your guys are all big tough can chirp so there's got to be some genetics to it
1: yeah like we we used to play one of us would go in nets and the other, we'd have a tournament and we'd play and we would just play full body contact mom would hear she's like i would hear the bang of the hose and i'd wait and somebody would come in the house crying because somebody threw a stick somebody punched somebody somebody did that. And when that didn't solve it, we would just we had a, a living a sunken living room. We'd go down there and go helmets and gloves. <laughs> that's what we solved a lot of stuff in our house growing up.
0: Now, did did you uh, did you go toe to toe with the old man? I, I heard some story about you going toe to toe with the old man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like like I mentioned, the helmets and gloves. That's how he taught us how to fight. So he played in the queue in the eighties for Hall, and so he would teach us. He would go down. He would wear no helmet, just the gloves, and he would just show us a couple things. And then one night, he had a uh, couple of his buddies over getting ready to go to a party. And he had a couple pops, and he's showing off, like, oh, like, come watch Tristan. Like, I think I was, like, 13 or 14. And I slipped one of his punches. like hit him with an uppercut and made his nose bleed. And his buddies started laughing at him. Like, anyway, he comes back down, gives me a one-two, just drops me. It's like Never do that again. So, the rest of the time from now on, we went helmets and gloves. He put a helmet on. That was the last time we went no helmet. So that's totally awesome. I went with it. Yeah.
0: Now, um, I think that, geez, what's the next one? Tanner told me a couple of things. I I, I talked to him a little bit there to get teed up for this. Um, yeah. Jesus, something about. Uh, what was it? The uh, some uh, an ice guardians tournament. It was uh, you had to go yeah. overseas somewhere.
1: Yeah, so I went. That was the in 2010. I flew to Finland for <laughs> ice hockey fighting tournament. Called <laughs> ice yeah, it was a. Uh, there was a guy from Finland. He's half Canadian. His name is Juka. He messaged me when I was in Lewiston, and I did an article in Finland for him, and then. Years later, he messaged me again. He's like, "We have this hockey fighting tournament. It's all these guys from the Quebec Senior League, a couple guys from Pro in the States. Like, Do you want to come over?" And I was like, "No, not really." My my well, fiance was eight months pregnant, and I, I was like, "You know what? This is probably it for me playing hockey. I just gotta like, I got my real first grown up job. I no more." I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Like, I just started work. I'm gonna have a baby in a month. Then I sat down and thought, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm probably not playing hockey anymore. Let's just just go do it. So, yeah, I went over. <laughs> my mother dropped me off, drove me to the airport. She was bawling, her eyes, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the funny a funny story when I was going through customs, I flew to the states first, and uh, the American customs agent checked all my stuff. He's like, uh, you're going for hockey, but I see you didn't bring any sticks. He's like, Yeah, I'm going for a hockey fighting tournament. He's like, Excuse me? He had like a strong Texas accent. like, Yeah, I tried to explain to him. He was just shaking his head. He's like, You Canadians and hockey are crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went over there. I finished. I lost in the semis. They made me stop because I had a concussion. Find out after the whole tournament that pretty much all of us had concussions. <laughs> And I made some good money, and it was a good story, like something I could say I did, and not many people did.
0: <clears throat> so, basically, that's it's the basic premise of Goon, too. So,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: Did you get any free swag off of Jay Baruchel for this?
1: Or no, I should have actually, I should have messed with him. I knew I filmed some of it here, so yeah, have something I have, to, I have experience, you could ask. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. It was pretty crazy. Like the setup, they had it set up like a UFC event. There was like a little square. We skated out. There was flames going by. There was a rock concert on the ice with like cheerleaders and stuff. It was, it was crazy. I'm glad I did it, but looking back now, yeah, that wouldn't do it again.
0: <clears throat> so what do you, what's your what's your take on today's game? The uh, with with fighting having the instigator rule and all these cheap shots. What's your what's your take on it?
1: like i'm the game is obviously faster and better hockey but like you said like the cheap shots they're still there and fighter like i don't think you need a goon anymore like i don't think like my role back in the day i don't think you need that like you still need guys that can play because the hockey's way too fast yeah but you need guys like reeves and tom wilson like guys that Sometimes go over the edge, but can still play hockey. But I still think every team needs that. Like, you need to have team toughness now more than anything, more than just one guy. That's what I, but fighting definitely instigated rule. I think now, even more so, they should just get rid of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. Cause if, yeah, that's, if like, that was gone,
1: oh. Right. Cause there's not even as many stage fights. Like back in the day, there were literally guys that only just fought. So get rid of the instigator rule. Cool. Now, instigator rule is stupid because most guys fight because of something that happened in the game, right? So get rid of the instigator rule, less cheap shots are happening. Uh, that's what I think personally.
0: Yeah. I think that would help with policing themselves with all the, uh, the headshots that have been going on this mo- like right. from yeah. team to team, it doesn't matter who you follow. Right. Um, But you being a leaf fan, yeah. <clears throat> obviously by those who's wa- who are watching now, they see Doug Gilmore in the background with his, yeah. Okay. <laughs> with his cowboy pants um do you feel that they've added enough toughness that i mean even that kind of toughness
1: yeah like simmons helped a lot and i was talking to my buddy about this the other day it hurts that he's over right now but he wasn't always a fighter or like a tough guy he he was a first liner and he came to toronto and he feels like he accepted that role like i kind of thought he's just going to come in and slow down and But I feel like he came in. He's like, you know what? This is the role I got to play for this team, and he's doing a great job. Plus, he's putting up points. So, when he was putting up points. So yeah, I think, and I think their D, like Bogosian back there, yeah, help Muzzin's plays on the edge a little bit. So those guys are helping.
0: Well, Muzzin's one of the top puck flippers in the NHL.
1: (laughs) Yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) Leave my boy Matthews alone, Marner. We're good.
0: Well. I mean, you can't expect any real toughness out of Matthews. That's not his game. Marner, same thing. So, yeah, I think it's important that you find guys who have that to support them. He's been
1: hitting a bit more this year, though, than usual.
0: Well, yeah. He threw two hits.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's more than usual.
0: (laughs) Now, we're recording this. It's Saturday. So, the Canadians are playing the Leafs tonight in the Game 3 of what has essentially been Toronto just eking out wins. It's weird. You'd expect them to to do better than that against the Canadians, wouldn't you?
1: Montreal, like, they surprise me. I don't watch them very often, obviously. But (laughs) they are – like, I felt like both games so far, the start of the game, all over Toronto. It's just like Toronto just sticks around. And they have more – I think Toronto has more talent. We can both agree with that.
0: High-end talent? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So – Montreal speed I feel like both games so far they've been all over Toronto to start the game Toronto hangs around does enough and then the talent takes over at the end which isn't always going to be there especially like playoff time they need to yeah. play a full game they can't rely on the talent to get them through everything is what well. so like Montreal easily could have won both those games
0: but. Yeah Now someone someone in the in the mainstream media mentioned how well, I, no, it's was Biexa. Biexa mentioned how Toronto's built for the regular season, Montreal's built for the playoffs. Do you kind of yeah. feel that way?
1: I agree with that, yeah. I just – I want Toronto to play – even when I watch them, they're still winning games, obviously. They're having a great yeah. year. But watching them play, you can – they can do more. Like, I don't want to, like, ask for more, obviously, because they're still winning games. But, like, you watch them play, like, I feel like you guys can give us a bit more, like – play a full game. I haven't seen them play a full game yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a few games of uh, the Leafs playing against other teams like Edmonton.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that game against Edmonton where it was a low scoring affair. I thought they played better in that game than they had in in most other games.
1: Yeah. And they're relying heavily on the power play right now. Yeah. Also, once that stops, you could be in trouble.
0: Well, when your are power play scoring almost once every second power play, I, right. I can see why. And they do get a lot of convenient time power plays. So it helps <laughs> yeah. not saying it's fixed, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Montreal is one of the, is the highest penalized team in the NHL. So the game, the third game should be, I would expect quite a few power plays for Toronto.
1: Yeah yeah, that that kills them. Like it takes um, the momentum Montreal has. They take a penalty. Toronto's power plays all over them, and then, like I said, the high end talent takes over.
0: Which I'm sure you love, chirp and Tanner with being a uh, he's a Habs fan.
1: Yeah, and Anton. My whole family is Montreal fans except for me. What's happened to you? My dad's leaves. So oh, sorry. My, me and my dad are Leafs fans, but all my oh, uncles okay. and cousins are all uh, diehard Montreal fans. Diehard. Like we're. I'm a Lakers fan. My brothers are Celtics fans. It's on the other end of everything.
0: So you just went the opposite.
1: Yeah. All my buddies, we have actually, my buddies are probably 50 50 Leafs, Montreal. Yeah. But my whole family, Montreal. So yeah, I do like tripping them pretty bad.
0: (laughs) You've been having a good year this year, then. Yeah, so (laughs) far. Now, excuse me. Jeez. So I wanted to move on to what you've chosen to do as a career since hockey, um, you, you decided to make a little bit of a life mistake like I did and join the Navy. Yeah. What the hell happened there, man?
1: I don't know, man. I, uh, my grandfather was in the Navy. and It was always my plan. Like when I finished hockey to put, join the military, I wouldn't say always, but it was my plan. Just, it's a good job. Like it's stable. I get to well used to be able to see the world. Now I get to see the boat all over the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I like it. Every job sucks. If you think about it. Plus, you're yeah. playing hockey, so which
0: you can with the military.
1: Exactly. Like my buddies all hate it. Me and Anton are out, off playing hockey. We got a week off for this, a week off for that. Like you guys are professional athletes. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And I love it. Like all my like you can say too. Like most of your buddies from the Navy are probably guys you play hockey with yeah it's like it's, it's just a big bigger locker room pretty much like team atmosphere and you know that's those are the good parts of the job
0: well, yeah i agree when you're not in the office and you're playing hockey it's always the best part and
1: nobody says anything Yeah, i'm gonna go play hockey they're like okay see you yeah. later
0: there, there's half a day gone yeah Oh, base team has practice. They're playing us old timers. I oh, got to go. The yeah. young gu- the young guns need someone to shoot at.
1: Yeah, then we get to fly and go to nationals, week off yeah. work, another week off work. I'll take it.
0: Extra cash.
1: Exactly. <laughs> People hate that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All the food's paid for and you're getting extra money that you're spending on Food. other stuff. Yeah. Not, not beer. No, no never no, beer. Never. No. no what, what, what is that? Like, so I, I don't, I, I've mentioned it a few times on different shows throughout the, uh, the last couple of years, but to have someone else who's played that, what kind of level of hockey have you seen out of this military hockey?
1: It's getting better every year, man. Like when I first got in, I was like, Oh, we're going to dominate. We're just going to, and we kind of did. But like every year, like you see guys, like more guys are leaving junior and coming to the military. So like the hockey's getting better every year. And there's faster guys. There's not even just guys playing junior, just guys that play hockey all the time and they're joining the military. And the hockey's getting, it's definitely getting better. I remember when I, this is a ball hockey example, but the military team used to be in our ball hockey league. We used to love playing them. I was like, man, this is point night. Can't wait to get out against these guys. We just smoke them. Yeah, now, I remember those nights. Yeah, <laughs> we we're pretty competitive. I feel like. So I, I think the caliber of hockey's getting even. The old timers are getting better. Three more years and I'll be there. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. You're you're under our 37 rule. You could play with the old timers. Yeah. Can't wait. There goes my spot. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um. But, uh, geez, there's there's so much. I think we covered a lot of it. Oh, shit. The hot dog story. Anton told me a hot dog story. What's up with that?
1: Oh, my God, man. I just told the story to the other night. Oh. <laughs> it's a stupid story from high school. So, we're in Glace Bay. I can't believe he brought this up. So, we're in Glace Bay. I was in grade 12. Anton was in grade 10. And... There's a big torment down there every year. The rink's packed. My brother and his buddy come in. So there's this guy in the stands chirping us. I'm like, all right, cool. So I come out, meet my buddy, went and got some food. I'm sitting there with a hot dog covered in ketchup. And this guy's sitting in the stands, and he keeps chirping. He's like, oh, this guy thinks he's tough. And I look over at my buddy, Nick. I look at my hot dog. He's like, do it. So, I take this ketchup hot dog I throw it. He, buddy's like eight rows back. And I just whip it over my shoulder. And as soon as I let it go, I was like, oh man, what are you doing? Like, there's people everywhere. He used to throw a hot dog in the crowd. And all you he hear is, what the fuck? <laughs> Buddy stands up. He had a white Tommy Hilfiger shirt on and ketchup just runs down his shirt. Like, somehow I hit him miraculously. <laughs> He's like, we're going outside. So, he gets up, he goes outside. The whole rink, like, Glace Bay was playing in their high school. The whole rink empties outside. There's me and this guy in the parking lot. It's snowstorm, so me and him start squaring off. He takes his shirt off, and I'm like, man, it's a, it's a blizzard. You gotta be freezing. Like, anyway, my mother's there. It's it's ridiculous. The cops show up. Everything breaks up. We go on the bus and doors. separate ways, but my mom was like, Loser in mind. You emptied the whole rink. Like I'm so embarrassed. Like, like I was sticking up for Anton. I was just helping you. You threw a hot dog into a crowd. I don't know. I can't believe you even bring that story up, but yeah, that was it. That was me emptying a rink before I knew I could fight.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> it started a whole career.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Now I mentioned right off the top that you're still the mayor of Lewiston. Um, yeah. You went back. To drop a puck for them after not long after you you left Lewiston didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was 2011, so like five years after I left. Yeah, we went to me and Anton went down to see a Celtics Lakers game, and yeah, they had it all planned. I had no idea. I just wanted to go see a game. Like, yeah, you're gonna come drop a puck, and it was that was a pretty cool story. I didn't expect that at all, and the crowd was like that was my fiance. She was with me. She had no, she didn't know me back then, knew nothing about my hockey career. And people are coming up asking for autographs. And she was like, What the hell is going on here? She's like, Who are you? Why are these people, grown ass men, coming asking for your autographs? She's like, She was shocked about the whole thing. She's like, I, she's like, I knew you played hockey, but I didn't know it was anything like this down there.
0: And it's, it it is a great little hockey town
1: though. It's, it was amazing. I'm like, it sucks they don't have a, Junior team anymore. I think they have USHL team. Maybe they have something. They have every year there's like a different team there, but it sucks they don't have a Q team anymore. Yeah,
0: that was a money thing, I think, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, they're just losing a lot of money, and like uh, even the year leading up, they weren't really doing great. The year that I was there, the first time they sold out was we were playing Shawinigan. And me and Kevin Cormier were supposed to fight. It was like knowing that we were going to fight that game. That was the first ever sellout Lewis had ever had. <laughs> and we didn't even fight. Oh, no. He was hurt. He was hurt. He, he did warm up and he couldn't play. So, wow. yeah, we didn't even fight.
0: Was uh, was Anton on Schwinnigan at the time?
1: Yeah. So it's me and like Anton set it up. He, <laughs> Cormier, he's like, will your brother fight me? And he's like, yeah, Definitely. So there used to be a, a website called QMJHL Heavyweights, I think, or Tough Guys. I think it was Tough Guys. there's was a guy from Newfoundland ran it, and he had rankings. And Cormier was number one all year, and I was two. So I was like, "All right, I want one on this stupid Wednesday. Like I want to get it." So Anton's like, "He'll definitely fight you." It was all set up. Like, we were talking to him warm up, and he was hurt. Like he was hurt leading up that, so he couldn't play. it. And then we played them the next week, and she went again. And my coach wouldn't let me fight him. He was like, he came to our ring, wouldn't fight you. You're not fighting him here. And I was like, oh. "It's my first game back, and she went again. I'd love to fight him. But he was like, no, not letting it happen. Oh, so geez. that's another thing you don't know about. Like sometimes your coach is dictating if you can fight or not.
0: Did you? Fight, you didn't fight Anton, though, did you?
1: Just no, almost. Fun. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We played them in playoffs that year, first round, and he elbowed me in the face. And before I turned around to see who it was, a guy on my team grabbed him and they didn't get into it. They kind of got into a tussle, uh, Jakob Bundle Slovakian. He lives here, actually, he lives in Elvax now. But uh, yeah, they kind of get into it, but we never fought. But I have, I still have a newspaper article. It was from the Chronicle Herald, I think, and they asked me and Anton who'd win in a fight, and Anton admitted that I would. So I got that, I got that cap just in case.
0: <laughs> you have it framed, and you bring yeah, it on it to every I've Christmas dinner. <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> yeah, still true, man. Still true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've we've played together a, few, a couple times, and the last time I think it was the Hockey Helps a Homeless tournament. Um, yeah, it, actually. that's right <laughs> yeah same here nice <laughs> um so getting to play with you and your brothers that was pretty neat having your old man chirping us from the bench that was that was <laughs> epic um and that's the kind of thing that i i think a lot of people overlook with hockey is how we do do a lot of work to help out um that. now from that tournament there was a little bit of a a kerfuffle with uh, with Jess Allen afterwards, and yeah, sure. uh, I think you nailed her. You nailed her pretty good with uh, with your posts on social media, talking about the so called white boys in yeah, hockey. Exactly.
1: Can
0: You give us a little bit of a background on that.
1: Yeah, just like what she said that up. I forget exactly what she said, but I just that hockey was a privileged white guy sport, and the guys are just what, were the bullies. Was it Bullish, yeah. She said? or Something, something like, like that, yeah. Which, let's be honest, hockey is a predominantly white sport, but there's people from, I played hockey with people from every race and background, and there's, been, it's like you can't judge a group of people on your experience with one like group of guys, you know what I mean? Like, there are some guys like that out there, but for the most part, like, mostly all my buddies I know are from hockey in some sort, which obviously there's a lot of good guys in it doing a lot of work like that. Hockey helps the homeless. We raise how much money? Like hundreds of thousands, especially around Canada. Yeah, that's your, this Halifax community of hockey players giving back. Like we don't, we get hoodies out of it, but we don't really get anything from it. Like we all raise at least five hundred dollars. Most guys go over, and it's just to play hockey with your buddies. Yeah, like it's a good community and I still can't believe she has a job after that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well,
1: I don't Yeah, yeah no, don't I, know. I
0: can't. I, I know, yeah. but yeah, you're, and I agree the hockey community overall is the, it's the same as the rest of Canada. You're going right. to have dicks and you're going to have, most of them are just great people.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely dicks that play hockey, but majority of them are, good guys unless we're unless we're all just dicks I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be but I don't know every yeah. now and then
1: yeah exactly um, agree, agree.
0: <laughs> and, and that uh, just to bring up the hockey helps almost a little bit more because as you for those watching yeah. I've got I've got their jerseys up I try and help them out uh, it's not a paid advertisement for them but I mean it, they are a great group
1: oh 100 percent
0: Especially when they bring uh, NHL alumni to to cities all over Canada so you can yeah. you can get Doug Gilmore posters autographed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like so, I was very like I wouldn't have been home anyway. I was deployed, but disappointed that I was still gonna plan on helping out somehow this year. I was disappointed they didn't have it, but obviously during COVID it's impossible. Yeah. But yeah, that was something I look forward to. It was amazing every year. Oh yeah the first year he was a beauty
0: who was on your team
1: who did you have brad may the first year Oh, geez he like he'll message me on twitter like after uh after that terrible shooting that happened he messaged me on twitter he's like hope you guys are safe heard what happened then he messaged me another time like saying like I'm um, in Halifax. Want to hang out with you and the boys. Like last year before the tournament, he's like, I know you're on I'm the same team, but like, he's just a genuine, like another guy, just a great guy. He yeah. doesn't, not just like, oh, the NHL there. I'm here in and out. See you later. He like cares. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. a beauty. I consider him like someone I could, I could mess with him right now. I feel like he'd answer, Like, all right, here we go. Like, I don't know. Talking they got the hockey players. They
0: got the best hangover cures too.
1: <laughs> he was drinking. This was wild to be tequila all night yeah i showed up at the rink the next day we played at eight he was there at 7 30 fully dressed we're all like dragging our gear in he's fresh through the days i'm like what are you doing he's like oh i just drink tequila so i'm fine I'm like no man that's the opposite you drink <laughs> tequila you could not be fine he's like i just drink pure tequila so i'm like all right man i'm not trying it but that's what works for you works for you
0: i i know uh um uh... Danny the uh, the manager of the bar that that night had to yeah. make special trips to go yeah, get enough tequila. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He's he's a machine.
1: Oh, that was yeah, that was wild. Um
0: yeah. <clears throat> no, those are great terms. I mean, I got I my shoulder separated by one of the NHL alumni. He popped it right oh, back yeah. into place and sent me <laughs> on my way. Well, so that's always a fun time.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just cool. You can just see you get on the ice with those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Watching like, Rick God, Vive you know? uh, dangle guys.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah, some of them can still move too, which is oh yeah, crazy.
0: Like killer Doug Gilmore. He was he was ripping it up.
1: Okay, was flying, which is good. A couple of them are like like huh, how this guy played, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they age.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know the feeling.
0: I know the feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah um but that's pretty much i think that's pretty much that covers a lot i'm glad you came on here i've been wanting to get someone who's had your background uh in hockey on the show to kind of explain to some people that the need for the code is still there
1: oh 100 so like you can take away fighting But it's always going to be in hockey. Like, just, it has to be there. Without it, like, right now, it's hockey. The fights, actually, you know what I've noticed this year? Way more fights. Yeah. Because you're playing at the same team more often. So, the boys are getting a hate for each other. Which, I can start seeing guys, like, more teams getting a guy like Simmons on the fourth line. So, like, the fighter might be creeping back in more than we, like, without us even really noticing yeah. So all these guys are playing each other over and over. They're going to start like going back and forth more. We need this guy in the lineup. All right. We're going to bring this guy back up. So I can see it. I was thinking about this the other day. I can see it coming back in, like not to back in the days of like the early 2000s and the 90s. But I think if it stays like this for a couple of years, where you're playing the team so many times that the fighter might slip back in under the radar.
0: Kind of like a Chris Nylon coming back, a guy who can pot a few goals and toss yeah, the knuckles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see it happening.
0: Might even see a fight in the game on Saturday night between Toronto and Montreal. You never know. Yeah, let's hope. After, uh, after that second game, I saw a lot of people were a little pissed off at uh, Shea Weber for falling on, huh, yeah. on the captain.
1: He was minus three, so we'll let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a tough night for uh, for a lot of the Montreal Canadiens. That's for sure.
1: I don't know if there's anyone on Toronto right now that will be able to. Like Weber's not won't fight, but he's a big boy. I don't know if there's anyone on the Leafs right now that could with Simmons out that would even.
0: Vessi, maybe. Vessie, American. Stupid. He's crazy enough. He's crazy uh, enough.
1: Yeah, I hope he shouldn't. Like I hope he doesn't. But like <laughs> Bogosian, but. The goes and by the time he gets up the Weber, Weber be gone.
0: Yeah, it takes uh, a few minutes for him to skate up that far. Exactly, yeah, that's what I mean.
1: <laughs> but, but,
0: yeah, it, it, I think it's important to keep that aspect, and <laughs> I'm sure ha- I'm sure fans all over the league right now are loving this this one off format where we get to play everybody like nine, ten times.
1: percent! Oh, I love it.
0: It's like a throwback to the original six.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think what I was comparing it to. Like when I played senior new flame, you only, there's only four teams. You play each other. You hate people. It's like a playoffs the whole year. So.
0: And then the playoffs come around and everything cleans up.
1: Yeah, exactly. I hope it sticks around. To be honest, like I would like some fans back in the stadium. Obviously, and a little yeah. bit changed, but like every game is important. I feel like this year, and every game you're playing the same teams, so you start seeing guys hate each other a bit more and. I like it. I think the hockey, it's just like playoffs all year.
0: I think it's going to bring back. uh, I mean, the Toronto Montreal rivalry hasn't really been one. I think this year we'll see it.
1: Yeah. Well, Montreal can win one.
0: (laughs) They can lose all nine for all I care. As long as they win the four in the playoffs.
1: I think that's good. But it's looking like that's going to happen.
0: (laughs) If it happens that way, I can live with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like but
0: that. uh no i, I want to thank you for coming on the show and yeah, sure. you're you're always welcome to come back
1: yeah i'm around
0: and maybe next time bring a Habs fan with you holy cow class yeah. the joint up a bit
1: yeah we'll see <laughs> i don't usually my host unless it's family time but leave the muncher stuff outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's your house it's your uh, your house your rules right exactly all right uh so tristan thank you for coming on the show and um I hope I hope we can see you again soon and for my listeners remember if you were talking about it so are we